It's the Pistons Pod. Here's your host, Matt Derry. All right, back on Pistons.com, ladies and gentlemen, another installment of the Pistons Pod. It is Matt Derry. Season has come to a close, and the club now looks forward, certainly, to the 2021-2022 season. we got the lottery coming up. Our guest today, i got to be honest, one of my favorite people in this town, the voice of the Pistons, the longtime voice of the Pistons, it is our good buddy, George Blaha. Nobody better to talk about this latest Ben Wallace news, Chris Weber, and the state of the Pistons and everything else with George. What's going on, sir? Diesel, great to be with you. Good to hear your voice. And I know you're doing a million things and doing them all very, very well. So I'm happy to be on with you. How you been, brother? Uh, what, what a year for you and, and certainly Greg and, and the TV crew. But uh, you made it through, that's for sure. We did. And at, at, at the beginning, uh, I was really uh, not thrilled with the idea of uh, not doing games from the sites in other words, not traveling, but uh, as it turned out, uh, the uh, the monitors, the staff monitors, the whole thing, having my man Joe Abramson there made doing games from a, a remote location, not in the arena, uh, wasn't all bad. Uh, and it saves a little wear and tear on the travel, although, you know, anybody who uh, has been in the NBA as long as I have, this is going to some of their favorite uh, restaurants and, uh, <laughs> and saloons, but other than that, uh, it was a good year. And I think, and I think, man, I think it was a uh, a year when Dwayne Casey showed uh, how good he is working with young players, which you know he's proven in the past. But here we saw it night in and night out, and uh, these these young players are a lot better now than they were at the beginning of the season. And I think the Pistons' future looks bright thanks to the roster makeover that Troy Weaver did. That was unreal. Yeah, you know, I, I've watched you work. You and I worked together for many years and um, you know, you got the chart just like Mark does on the radio side. You must have been doing a lot of, uh, you know, erasing and using that pencil a lot this year with the amount of uh, changeover with the roster, but it was a good thing. Yeah, I, I have I have some solutions to what happens when they when they make a bunch of changes, but you still better be up to speed. And And, you know, the Pistons weren't the only team that made changes. I mean, you you broadcast a game against uh, an opponent uh, 40 days uh, ago, and then you, you go at him again, and uh, they probably got two or three new guys. Uh, everybody in the league was trying to get better, and, and a lot of teams did. And I think the Pistons did. They got a chance to look at a lot of people. And a lot of guys, I think, proved that they belong in the NBA. Whether they're going to be on this team or another team, they're going to be on somebody's roster. And depending upon uh, the caliber of, of the team, they're going to be in a lot of ro- playing rotations. Let's talk more about the Pistons with George Blaha. We're going to do that in a second. I, we got to talk about Ben Wallace uh, getting into the Hall of Fame this weekend. You called every one of his games when he was in the red, white, and blue. And um, the amount of fun that I know that, that you had and just watching him go now to get into the hall, which was certainly a question mark for some man. That's got to be that's just so great for him and so great for the Pistons, isn't it? You know what, Diesel? It was hard not to tear up uh, when I heard that uh, Ben was going in the hall, which he certainly deserves. Uh, to me, it was a no-brainer, but it took a while, and uh, sometimes uh, good things happen and people who wait, I guess. But all those slogans that. We're out at the at the palace, you know. Hard work pays off, and the going to work group, and and fear the fro, all that has everything to do with Ben Wallace. And 
as tough as he was and as competitive as he was and as great a team player as he was, uh, he really was the heart and soul of that team. And I'm so happy for him. Uh, he won a title, and now he's winning something uh, just as important. It's funny. The game has changed so much, and nowadays the rim is not protected. We've got scores in the 150s and 140s. And I know some of it is the pandemic and, and fans really not being there, and they're starting to trickle back now, thank goodness. But Ben Wallace was a game changer. There's, there's really nobody like him now in the league, is there? No, uh, not at all. That's a great, great statement. And the, the best thing about Ben, maybe in terms of basketball in this town, was the fact that uh, the fans didn't like him; they loved him. When he would first walk onto the court. There was a buzz in the building, and I'm just talking about pre-pregame, and and everybody that had the the faux froze uh, sitting in the front row with their signs "Fear the Fro," and then the no fly zone. I forgot about I forgot about that. Yeah. One. Uh, and believe me, uh, he did protect the paint, and he did have a no fly zone around the rim, and and what he did against the great Shaquille O'Neal uh, in the '04 Finals really says it all. He took him by himself. And uh, he didn't get every rebound, but he boxed out so well that Shaq didn't get every rebound either. You should have uh, patented five-game sweep. That was your line. I was there with you when you said it. So, it, you know, people, it's... it's I thought it, it was a five-game sweep. It's amazing. <laughs> it seemed that, you know, they kind of let a game get away out in L.A., but they were the best team. And, and I think the basketball world uh, was stunned, absolutely stunned, I think some of the smarter people were mildly surprised, but you know the average fan didn't expect that to happen at all. No, no, that is for sure. George Blaha with us, the voice of the Pistons. Just talking about everything that is going on with this franchise and certainly the Ben Wallace news. I'm going to ask you about Chris Webber, too. But one more thing about Ben. You know, I heard him the other day on NBA radio. He was asked about you know Chauncey Billups getting in. You know, you look at it and you go, if Ben's in there. Chauncey, for what he did, and also taking the Nuggets to the West Finals after he left Detroit, that you can make a case for Mr. Big Shot too, right? I think he had had a Hall of Fame career. I don't think there's any question about that. And and you know, uh, the first ballot Hall of Famers are sometimes uh, few and far between. But it doesn't mean the guys who get in later on aren't legit. Certainly, Ben Wallace is a, a very legit Hall of Famer, and and if and when Chauncey gets in. Uh, he'll be a great representative as well. You could make a great case for Chauncey, I agree. In fact, if you talk about that 0-4 team, they call themselves the best five alive. Uh, probably the most talented guy on the team and the guy who uh, sometimes turned his back on stats just to get a W was Rasheed Wallace. Uh, so we had Wallace times two. He had Mr. Big Shot. And the best scorer on the team was Rip Hamilton. Uh, his name's been mentioned for the Hall. And the glue guy, um, maybe the most cerebral guy in the group, uh, was Tayshawn Prince. So that was a great basketball team. Uh, they probably should have won at least two in a row, but the one they did win in that uh, five-game sweep was very, very impressive. I think Tayshawn's going to be a GM someday, and I think Chauncey's going to be a head coach soon, soon. Yeah, I'm, um, you know, when you – when you broadcast games and Chauncey does a nice job, you wonder why somebody would want to dig in and and start coaching or get into the 
uh, general manager's shoes. That's a long, hard way to go. And uh, you're in the office a lot. And uh, even if even as a coach uh, during the season, anyway, it's uh, almost 24/7. But good. That shows you that basketball means a lot to to Chauncey and to Tayshawn. And and Ben has a an ownership piece of a G League team, so they they all care about the game. And and Rashid's coaching. So there you got it. They're uh, they are they are missed for sure from those days, and the the memories are unbelievable from that group. It's great to see Ben get in. What would you think about Chris Webber getting into the Hall of Fame? Certainly, also a little bit of a wait, um, but but he's in a, a member of the 07, 06, 07 Pistons team uh, toward the end of his career, but certainly a great player. Yeah, when he put on the Pistons jersey, I was happy that he he got a chance to play for his hometown team. Great player. It would have been a crime if Chris Webber did not make the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. And the, you know, that team that they had that went uh, 61 and, and 21, I think, in uh, 02, and and nearly uh, nearly beat the Lakers. Probably should have beaten the Lakers. Is all kinds of talk about did they get a good whistle or didn't they? But uh, Chris led the way, and you win 61 games in this league, and you average almost 25 a game, uh, leading the way. That's saying something. And, and, and besides, what he did in college, uh, that Fab Five at Michigan uh, changed everything in college basketball in terms of fandom. A lot of a lot of the purists always loved the college game. Uh, when these guys came out and did their thing, a lot of casual fans became more than casual fans, I think, anyway, of college basketball. Hi, right, George. So on Monday, Troy Weaver gave his sort of state of the team press conference end of the season as uh, the 2020-2021 season is now done. I love what the GM said. He said, our, our days of winning 20 games is over. So this was a restoration. Um, he's changed up the roster. Talk about what, what, what you see and envision for next year. Well, I don't see any way that they're not going to be uh, competing at least for a playoff spot. And if they keep these playing uh scenarios going uh, it's a it's a lock they'll at least be a play-in team i think uh there are so many good things happen and we didn't even see jeremy grant and and mason Plumley and a lot of the guys down the stretch uh as they didn't play the young guys played but the young guys got better and if you just took this team as it is with the uh the growth of the young players and played all the best guys all the time, uh, they'd win their share and add add a player or two in the draft and maybe a free agent. And I think Detroit's probably uh, a, a more glamorous free agent uh, spot than it ever has been because of Troy Weaver and because of the fact that uh, things are bustling downtown. I think they'll, I think they'll get a player or two uh, in the off season from someplace else, but they're obviously going to get a good player in the draft. I, I'm no expert on those guys that are out there in the draft, but I, I do know uh, all the smart people say there are at least four or five game changers available in the draft. It's funny. Some of these other teams that are in the lottery and you look at their records and they were comparable to the Pistons and you say, man, a lot of questions, maybe some culture issues with some of these clubs yet here, Here's the Pistons finishing with the second-worst record in the league, yet so much optimism and positivity. The culture 
is there, and and that that's that's half the battle, isn't it, George? Sure. These guys, you could tell the way they battled. Uh, if they got behind uh, an excellent team like Denver or uh, whomever, uh, they always fought back late in the game and occasionally pulled it out. But they, these guys, never quit on each other, and they never quit on Coach Casey. And uh, I think you could make a case for almost every one of these guys being on the roster next year. They they all can't be, but uh, you're going to find uh, some of these guys are going to make a, a fairly solid name for themselves in this league. And I think Killian Hayes, probably maybe in, a, in some strange way, it helped him to start the season the way he did and then have to sit out because of the injury and watch. Uh, it was a different Killian Hayes, obviously, at the end of the year. And uh, he he's showing that he can, he can make the shot from behind the long line and he can make plays for people. And he's not afraid defensively. He will pick your pocket. So, uh, and how about Frank Jackson? We've had some great off the bench scorers in our town, and we, we're almost starting to think about him uh, in that group. But it's it's too early to call him George Strap or Vinny Johnson. But <laughs> he can sure enough score after off the bench, and and he's going he's going to do that for somebody. And I'm hoping it's for the Pistons. How did I know a Vinny reference from you was coming? I knew it was. <laughs> I knew it was. <laughs> well, Vincent was something special, man, and. Uh, Anybody who followed the bad boys knows that uh, what he gave up in terms of uh, at least a couple of all-star games and and probably uh, even a little bit more money uh, to help the Pistons win championships meant everything. And and I think Chick Hearn said it, the late great voice of the Lakers, that that was the best three-guard rotation in the history of the game. We know the starters are Hall of Famers and Vinny was a spectacular scorer off the bench. So it, you can't ever talk about the bad boys and not talk about VJ. Tell me about, you know, I, I, we were just talking before about Ben Wallace, and we said there's really nobody like him now. Isaiah Stewart, I'm not saying he's close, but he, there have been those comparisons made of, oh, the Pistons have their new Rodman or their new Ben Wallace with the way Isaiah plays. What, what do you think? You know, the, the fact that Isaiah Stewart embraces – uh, comparisons uh, to Dennis Rodman and and to Big Ben shows you that he wants to be that kind of gritty player and and he respects those guys for what they did uh, and the toughness they displayed and the gamesmanship that uh, they displayed and and how they helped their team win, win championships. So I think. Isaiah Stewart is going to get better. He, he progressed throughout the season, worked a little bit on his three-point shot, maybe a little bit too much as far as some people are concerned. But, hey, Dwayne Casey wants him to shoot threes because he can. He's just got to pick his spots maybe a little better. But uh, in the paint and around the rim, uh, he's murder. Uh, most guys don't didn't realize that until they played against him the first time. And now everybody has him on their scouting report, uh, big red letters. I think he has a chance to be uh, an, an all-defensive selection at the very least. I, I look forward to a, a very interesting long career uh, for, uh, for Isaiah Stewart. And it was fun this year with guys like him. And look, I'm not sitting here saying that was great when he elbowed Blake Griffin in the head and got ejected, but there was an edge, there was a competitiveness. It, it, this was a, a weird season, like you said, and you couldn't even travel and go to the road games and all these things that, that played into it. But 
all in all, George, talking about this team, that it'll, it'll, it'll be something where you'll smile talking about a 20-win team, and that's unusual. Yeah, they were a, they're a 20-win team that, that people uh, constantly ask me about. I'm sure they ask you about them. Uh, the, the process in Philadelphia, I guess it worked, but it was laborious, and I think it was difficult for their fans. Uh, however, the, give the, their fans credit, they did show up to watch. But uh, this wasn't like that. Th- these uh, these were uh, these were guys that uh, captured the imagination of Motor City basketball fans. And you know, if you've won championships like like these these fans have seen their teams do, you can get a little bit spoiled. I mean, when the bad boys were here and everybody wanted to be at the game, and there are only so many tickets, uh, it was a big deal. I thought we'll probably never see another group that captures this town like the bad boys. Well, when the going to work group came around the corner, uh, they were nearly as popular, if not as popular. And, and because they won and because they did it, uh, in a rough, tough, physical way. And, and I think fans in this town, uh, they weren't going to get excited about a 20 win team unless, there was something special about this group, and I think there was. These guys played hard uh, toward the end of the season. They played smart, and uh, they're going to get better, and this team's going to get a lot better. Final thing, there are a lot of legends still going strong in the NBA when it comes to throwing on the headset yourself. Certainly Al McCoy out in Phoenix and, and, and some others, but how about Marv Albert saying this is it after after the postseason? What are your thoughts on uh, on the NBA without Marv? That's a, That's a weird thing to say, isn't it? great play-by-play broadcaster um you know there are those who say nobody ever did pro basketball any better and i wouldn't argue um marv marv albert is uh is synonymous really with nba basketball and um i'm gonna miss hearing him but you know he i'm sure he called the shots nobody told him it's time to step away i don't i don't think that'd be wise uh he did such a good job. And one thing I'll say about him, uh, I think he's walking away with all the talent he had 60 years ago. And, and that's a wonderful thing to be able to say. So it's remarkable, isn't it, that he's, you know, you figure you're right, maybe maybe gets uh, phased out or something like that, or, or, or you hear it, you hear it in some of the calls. That's that's not the case at all. Still be fun to hear him on, on some of these TNT games starting, starting this week. I wonder what he's going to do. You know, when you've been doing games all your life, he wrote a book, I think. I'd love to, but I got a game. Yeah, um, it's going to be hard for him. That's and, and and that's what I think about too. When you're not doing it, what are you going to do? Uh, so, I'm sure he's got a plan, or he wouldn't be retiring. But uh, we're going to miss him. That's for sure. George, always great to uh, catch up, my friend. You are the best, and uh, it was a fun season. Love listening to you and Greg, and and and, and watching, and, and we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, Diesel. Wonderful having you on the Piston Podcast, and uh, um, it's great to have you still in town and uh, uh, make a noise as you always have. Uh, You do a great job. Appreciate you, George. There he is, uh, George Blaha, the voice of the Pistons on the the TV side. Where you, You always know with Pistons calls and when they play the highlights, it's always the voice of George Blaha. Right here on the Pistons Pod on Pistons.com. We'll talk to you again next week.